and welcome back to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser, and this week my guest is Frances Sims. She's the founder and CEO of Premier Legacy Life Coaching, LLC. She is a confidence-empowering life coach, teaching others to find their purpose, write the message from their hearts, and coaches on how to live their truth. Frances is a published author of her new book, 21 Steps to Walk in Purpose. She has written other published works to include two children's books, a goal-setting book, poetry, and science fiction. She's a motivational speaker, a mother of three, and an Army veteran of 20-plus years. Frances' passion to ensure that women have that confidence to stand in their own power and let their voices be heard. She believes that every woman should share their stories of their hearts through the power of words. Everybody, please welcome Frances. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. So me and Francis are connected actually through my husband, Travis Rosser, who um, is the founder of Coach Snap. And she is one of the coaches on Coach Snap. And my husband was like, you need to connect with my wife and be on her podcast. So I'm so thankful for the connection. Let's talk about your journey as a fearless female. I mean, 20 years as an army veteran. First of all, thank you so much. Uh, Veterans Day is coming up. So thank you so much for your service. So let's begin. How did it all start? Well, thank you for your support. (laughs) It all started for me was I joined the military back in 1994. And, you know, I had a break in service where I got out and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. But then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I can't be a quitter. I got to go back. (laughs) So so then I I went back after four years of, of quitting. And then I really actually got into my purpose walk when I started seeing myself as more. Mm. I was like, you know, you know, when you're young and you're seeing everybody and you're like, man, when I'm in charge, I'm going to do things different. So I wanted that to be, you know, my legacy. I wanted to be that leader that was different, Mm. that listen, that not only listen, but you know, give you some words of wisdom to help you with your purpose walk and getting to your next level. Because I didn't really get all of that when I was young coming Mm. through the service. And if you know anything about like women going out and doing anything, even in the military, like even though we have some of the best leadership in the military, it took a minute to get there. And I wanted for me to be one of those leaders that was memorable and that was going to give you, I was going to leave you better than I found you. Mm. So that was, that was how I, I started. I, I started when, with my book. I was remembering one day I was sitting in the soldier readiness unit and that's where a lot of the, the soldiers go after combat when they're recovering from any type of injury or if they found out that they have cancer or anything like that mm. they they go to this this unit and i remember as a patient administrator sitting in my office taking people through the out processing once they found out that the army is no longer going to continue their service and i remember seeing them so disappointed and mm. sitting across from my desk saying you know, I really thought that the army was going to be my forever. I thought I would be here until I was 60 and, you know, I left, but I have to leave and I don't know what to do. So when that happened, I was like, what can you do? What's the other things that you love doing in your life? What do you have passion for? What are you excited about? And 
uh, you get a lot of, uh, well, I don't do anything. I'm not good at anything. I'm just, you know, I'm a great soldier. That's what I'm good at. And you're like, but I seen where you did this woodwork and it was beautiful. Do you love doing that? And a lot of times they're like, oh, no, no, that's just a hobby. It's nothing <laughs> great. And you're like, hey, you know, for me, I was looking at them. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. That's a gift. Mm-hmm. I can't do woodwork. But there are people who love it, you know, like people that they were able to do dance. Some of them, they did plays before. So all of those things, I looked at them and I told them, these are things that are purpose. They're what God put in you that you can use to connect with your community. You can connect with your family members. You bring a joy and an enlightenment to other people doing the things that you don't even find worthy or that you think is enough. Those things are enough and they are worthy. So when I talk to a lot of them at that, that point when they're out processing and then they start looking at me like, Whoa, I never thought of that as a purpose. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Now I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to school. Some of them went back to school. Some of them were like, well, I'm going to start, I think I'm going to start my business in doing this thing that that I didn't think was something important, that was yeah. something that people would respect. So that got me thinking, I wanted people to to know and to connect with their purpose. And I looked at my own walk, my own life journey, and I said, well, what got me to being the leader that I wanted to see in the world was I had to go through some steps getting there, getting to that point, getting to where I am right now. And I wanted other people to also connect with that and get to the steps and the points where they can see their lives as something that is intentional, something that is purposeful and something that is needed. Yeah. I love what you said is that they're sitting there thinking, you know, this is what I thought I was going to do for the rest of my life. And that's one thing about life is that it's always going to throw you curveballs. There's always going to be changes and there isn't anything that's going to be forever. You know, and that happened to me back in 2008 when I had finally thought I was like, okay, I found this job and, and now I'm I'm working. I'm going to do this forever, you know, <laughs> and then the economy collapsed and I lost my job and I'm like, wait a minute, I had already set my plans, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest things that humans need to understand is that change is always constant. That's yes. the one thing that's constant is change. And we are actually very amazing species because we can like change, we could do different things. It's not just like once we've set ourselves in a box, that's the box that we're in. And if the box breaks that we have no other purpose or no other passion or no other way of like making money or being who we are. I think that like allowing ourselves to expand our mind to see, well, what is it that really does make our soul sing? What, what brings us joy? What brings us happiness? And a lot of the times we've been so, we've been so rigid to believe that these things cannot make us money. You know, like we've all been taught, like, don't be a singer. You're never going to make it. Don't be an artist. You're never going to make it. There's no money in that. You should go get a real job. And then when the real so job true. disappoint you, you're kind of like, okay, well, what really made me happy in the past? And that's where like, we really start to discover our purpose. A lot of people are, are walking around right now thinking, I have no purpose, or I don't know what my purpose is. I think I hear that a lot as a life coach is, I don't know what my purpose is. And 
I think we try to create all these standards of what uh-huh. society has told us what our purpose is meant to be, like a cog in the wheel of corporate America. But in reality, there's like so many things that we can do. And and that's something that like, for me was such an eye opening experience when I met my husband, who was like, well, the first question he asked me was like, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And I'd never been asked that question. You know, my mind was always like, go to college, get a degree, get a job, stay at the job until retirement, you know, and then (laughs) retire in Florida. Like I was on that path, you know, and when things didn't happen, you, you never really ask yourself those empowering questions of like, what, what do I do next? We just get stuck in the, uh, the shame and the guilt of either losing our job or now we have to like change what we said we were, you know, I feel like yes. the moment we say we're an, we're in the army or we're working for this company or we're married to this person and something changes, there's so much shame and guilt around it not working out and we get stuck there. Yes. So true. And, you know, even in, in my career, my military career, I think that's been the biggest thing. That's been the biggest thing that I had to learn to navigate through with my own walk, because before I could be a leader that encouraged and empower people, I had to figure out myself that, hey, wait a minute, there's more to life than what I'm uh, I'm accepting. There's more to life than what I am limiting myself to to do and to be, because so many times, you know, if you've not grown up with the silver spoon in your mouth, so to speak, or you have the big house on the hill or the fancy clothes, then you think, oh, I can't do that. But who said I couldn't do that? You know, there's no written rule saying, oh, because you grew up this way, this is what you are subject to do. This is the limitations that you can do. This is as high as you can go. So to break myself out of that, I was like, what do I want to really give to my kids? Because they were the first, the first people that I thought about when I, when I started my journey, I was like, well, what do I want to leave as a legacy for my children? The most powerful thing that ever happened is when me and my husband, we were filling out our wills, you know, and you know how they ask you, like, what's the assets that you yeah. want to leave? And I thought about it. I was like, oh my God, I don't have mm. anything. So at that moment, I made a decision that would not be their legacy. I will give them more than what I had growing up. So I started with re-educating myself. I started with looking at things differently, not accepting just the limitations that I saw, but saying, hey, I don't want to be Mm -hmm. limited. I want to be able to impact not just myself and my children, but I want to impact everybody that come in contact with me. I want them to get better. If I can deposit something good in their life to make them say, oh my gosh, hey, look, I don't have to just be this. I can be more. If, If they can get that from me, then I've done my job. So when I started looking at it that way, that's when I started, I started doing all kinds of little, little creative things because I'm a creator. So I started making little jewelry pieces. And I was like, I was literally walking around posts with a little bag and everybody's looking at me like, what do you got? But I had like little things that I made. I made bracelets, necklaces, earrings, all different little things like that. And then I started writing in my journal. And I realized that a lot of the stuff that I was writing in my journal 
it wasn't just encouraging me, but it was encouraging other people who I shared mm-hmm. it with because I was I was keeping it all close just for me. And I remember one of my friends was going through something who I was working with. And, and I was like, well, let me read you something. And I read her one of the things that I journaled about. And she was like, oh, my gosh, I really needed mm. that. She was like, I don't know how you knew, but I needed yeah. that. And all I was thinking was, oh, I'm just going to share this. You know, she might not even get it. But <laughs> let me just let me just share it. And I shared it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So it really touched her. and. Other people that, you know, every now and again, I would just share a little little bit of what I wrote. And people were just like, oh, that's good. I know you write children's books, but what do you have for adults? Yeah. <laughs> what, do you have, what do you have for me? <laughs> and then that's when I started thinking, wait a minute. I don't have to be in this box of just writing for children. Mm-hmm. I can write for adults and I can write things from my heart. So I started doing that. And I found that there's a purpose in that, in the writing. There's a purpose in the talking. There's a purpose in the sharing. So I started making my life revolve around being purposeful, being intent. And actually now when I look at what how I started to how I am now, and I was like, oh my gosh, I came a long way. Yeah. So so what would you say to somebody who is listening right now who is like stuck and feeling like they have no purpose? Like, I know that you said earlier, like you started to let go of your limitations and you started to read more books. What would you say to somebody like, especially when you're you're in the same environment, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in the same environment and you're like, I want more because this happened to me. Like, I was like, I want more in my life. And I'm telling my friends and they're like, you're never going to get it. <laughs> You know, because they're still in their own limited mindset, you know, and they're still in their own, like, it's never going to happen for us. Look at where we live. Like, look at, you know, nobody else really gets out of this place. So how would you tell somebody who's listening to the episode right now? Like, what would you say to them? What would be their first steps to like really start to discover their purpose? To really start discovering your purpose, I would say you have to do an introspection to yourself. You have to have that that uncomfortable conversation with you because you already know what you don't want. Mm. So now start asking yourself, well, what do I want to do? And how much of it do I want to do? And how fast do I want to get there? When you start asking yourself those questions, now you can, you can really weed out the stuff that doesn't matter to now seeing the things that really matter in your life. What's going to help you? What's going to build you? What's going to encourage you? What's going to give you that unwavering faith that even if no one else in your neighborhood is doing it, no one else in your neighborhood is saying it or living it, you can do it. You can live it. And you got to believe that. And I would say you start there, start with you and start believing in yourself that you are the person that can do it. And it isn't impossible. You can achieve these things if you persevere and stay the course, just stay focused on what you're trying to accomplish and do it. Mm -hmm. And you'd be surprised if you're listening, how many other people are on the same path as you. I know sometimes it feels like it's just you, you're the only one that wants to change and you're the only one that wants to get out of this place. 
But in reality, there's a thou- like thousands and thousands of people that commune with yes. masterminds or conferences or book clubs or, you know, Facebook groups or even on like different social media platforms. There's so many people trying to awaken their soul and find their true purpose. I think we're coming to an era where nobody really wants to work in corporate America. They don't want, um, you know, that house on the hill or or the cars. They just want to be happy. They just want to find yeah. peace in their soul and be happy and do the things that make their soul sing. And I think we're breaking out of that old box and that old paradigm belief that we have to have a corporate job and six figures in the house on the hill to be happy. Um, and I think the reason why she's talking about like, you really do need to have an introspective conversation with yourself. Like, what is it that you really want? And it's okay if you want the house on the hill and the cars, that's okay. Right. But what if your ideal is not to have the house? What if it's having a farm, you know, or what if it's like living in a small shack, writing books in Massachusetts, you know, like, what is it that really calls to your soul and trust that your soul knows the way And once you start to unravel all of these little things that really light you up, like try it all. Like I always tell my clients, like, it's like re-educating your little inner child. Um, I saw somebody say something about how when, when we're in kindergarten and you ask the class, like who can sing, who can dance? And everybody's like me, 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 you know, you ask the same question (laughs) in fourth grade and like not that many people say me, me, me. You ask the same question in high school and maybe one or two people say, I know how to sing and dance. And you ask the same question in college and nobody wants to raise their hand because they don't want to be ridiculed, made fun of. It's like all of a sudden, like our, the things that really bring us joy is smothered by society and the pressures of society and like what other people think or believe in us rather than what we believe in ourselves. Yes, so true. I, I love that what you said because you know I talked about that in my book too. I was like, what happened mm. to make you disbelieve what you the way you see yourself or the way you feel about yourself? You know, as so many times society says you're not the person because you don't look the part. Mm. But what does the part look like? <laughs> you know, who's to say that because I'm not tall that I'm not the person? Or if I'm not the right, I would say like, I'm not the right uh, figure shaped that I'm not the the right person for this. I always tell my, my kids, you know, I have two sons and a daughter and I always tell my daughter and even to this day, she's not body conscious at all. She's like, however I am, that is how I'm giving it to you. <laughs> but <laughs> what I told her, I said, you know, I was like, you're beautiful the way you are. You are great the way you are. I was like, perfection is in the eye of the beholder. If you see yourself as perfect, then you're perfect. You may not be perfect for somebody else, but you're perfect for someone. Yeah. So I was like, never let anyone tell you that you're not pretty enough, that you're not tall enough, that you're, uh, you don't look the part, that you don't sound great. I was like, because you do. You're perfect just the way you are for you. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to change yourself unless you want to change yourself. The only thing that matters is how you see you and how you show up to the world. Because if you're not happy with you and you're showing up to the world not happy, then that's all the world is seeing. But if you're happy with you, it doesn't matter how people, they perceive you, your happiness, your joy is going to affect someone and they're going to change for the better. Yeah. And so 
all of her little friends. It's so funny because she's like the leader of the pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she has the confidence, you know, and she has a mother who like adores her and loves her and is giving her the correct message. You know, I think that's one of the things that are changing now is that more parents are becoming more consciously aware of how it is an impact and important for you to create confidence in your children and have that self-awareness of loving them. And, you know, because before it was just like, I feel like we all had immature parents who didn't really understand just the, um, what is it called? The long lasting effects of saying something, you know yes. what I mean? Like the long people don't understand, but words can really change someone for the rest of their life, you know, yes. saying something negative, even if you meant it as a joke, it could really like hold that person like to that level, like, oh, you're right, I can't sing, or you're right, I can't dance, or you're right, I'm uncoordinated, or you're right, I, I'm too fat or too skinny or too Mexican, or my accent's too deep. You know, you end up creating these standards and these limitations simply by what one person said to you. So it's so important now that like as society is changing, we're, we're having more conscious aware parents of like, yeah, we can't say these things to them because it can affect them for the rest of their life. And I love that. The reason why she is the leader is because you created such an incredible ground, you know, for her to be like stable on, right? Yes, I love it. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's what I give to her is the same thing that I try to give to people that's in my unit that I've raised. You might as well say like a lot of the soldiers, I consider them like my kids. I tell them, you're my adopted children now. <laughs> yeah. But you have to give them this confidence because... You know, so many times society, even jobs that they're on or that they've gone on before, it'll it'll say, oh, well, you don't meet the mark. You don't meet the standard mm. for this position. Your standard is is here, but we're looking for someone here. And the thing is, is like that person, they do have it. They have the mm -hmm. standard, but you're looking for an outer image and not the inner image. Because if you look at them internally, the wisdom that they have came from their experiences. Life yeah. is your teacher and life teaches you how you're to interact on this job. Like, especially if you came on the job, they trained you, you've been there from the first transition to the second transition to now the final phase of the company. So you know the ins and outs. You know what work, you know what don't work, you know what needs to change because you've been throughout the changes. You know, you've listened to people, you yourself experience. So now you know, okay, well, with this position, I know that this is how we can make things better. But if the boss is not looking at this, they're looking at, well, what's on paper? And they're not looking at, well, what can you bring to make the organization better? If you don't have that type of conversation and talk with your people, then you're missing the diamond in the rough because mm. their purpose is just not to do that same position, same job, same repetition, because then they get complacent. Yeah. And, you know, that's when people, they they lose their joy. They lose their enthusiasm about working for your company because you didn't challenge them. You're still giving them the same little minor tasks. You're not expecting anything more from them. So they're not giving you their best. They're only giving you what you allowed. They're giving you that limited amount because they're saying, this is all I need to do to keep my job. This episode is sponsored by CoachSnap. 
Are you looking for an all-in-one platform to help you build your coaching business? Then you need CoachSnap. It allows you to schedule appointments, collect payments, train and support all of your clients' needs. Health, fitness, hockey, football, or even life coaches can use CoachSnap. It's the business platform that will help you be the best coach you can be. That that earlier when you said, you know, when you don't look the part, and you, they're probably like going to pass on you, reminded me of David Goggins' story of when David Goggins wanted to be, you know, um, a Navy SEAL and they were like, sorry, you don't, you don't matter. You can't pass this. And it's like, he's, he proved them wrong. I love his story because it, it does show like, just because you're not that person at that moment, doesn't mean you can't become the person you want to become. So true. You know, so who you are now, doesn't mean that that's going to be the same person five years from now, 10 years from now, you have the ability to become whoever you want to become. And I know it seems like so far stretched and you're probably listening to this like, no, I can't. It's when you start to get out of your own limited mindset and your own negative um, ideas of who you are and who you can't be, because we we all put ourselves in that sort of prison of like, this is who we are. We can't be this person. There's no way I can do that. When in reality, we're capable of doing whatever we set our mind to. Exactly. And that's so true. And And like how I said earlier about belief. If you don't believe you can do it, you won't do it. But if you believe you can do it, and you know how your your parents always tell you, well, try and try again. If you fail, try again. And yeah. if you actually put that into practice and like, okay, hey, look, I didn't do good this time, but mm-hmm. this only helps me for next time when I do it again, because I know what I did that I messed up on here. If I do it this way, I know I'll achieve it. So I feel like, you know, when you're you're actually putting yourself out there and giving yourself a chance, it's like giving yourself permission to say, I believe I can do this. So I'm giving myself permission to do this and then do it. Because <laughs> I remember um, one of my sergeants, he had said, he was like, hey, so uh, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for me to give you permission? Okay, you got mm-hmm. permission. So do the report. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Because it was my job. And like he he was telling me, basically, it's my job. It's it's what I learned. It's what I have experience with. He doesn't. So he didn't know what I knew. So he wasn't gonna put any constraints on me because he's like, You know this. I don't know this. So yeah. do what you need to do. <laughs> I know. And a lot of us seek permission. We're always seeking permission. Like, is it okay? Are people going? I think a lot of the reasons why is because we want everyone to be accepting of our decisions and supportive of our decisions. I always think back when I first started this podcast, I was like, oh my gosh, what are my friends going to think? What are my, you know, my family going to think? And, uh, you know, really, nobody's going to support you. You're you're gonna have to go out there and like I think about all the people that support my podcast. They're not my friends and family. They're people, strangers. More strangers support my podcast and my social media and all that stuff more than my family and friends. Um, so if you're waiting around for permission, you're gonna be waiting forever. Just go, take the leap, take the jump, and do what makes your heart sing and what makes your soul sing because life is too short. One of the last things you want to have is a regret thinking I should have tried that or what if 
what if I could have won? What if I could have like, you know, soared? What if I could have flown? You know, you, you, you give yourself all these limitations. And earlier she said, when you say you can't, you really can't. Why? Because your brain stops searching for solutions. But if you say, you know what, how can I? How can I get this done? How can I make money doing what I love? How can I like bring another source of income? How can I, you know, become a better dancer? Or how can I be better at woodworking? If we change the way we ask ourselves questions, our brain, it has this beautiful thing called a reticular activator that will start searching for solutions. And you'd be so surprised at how many doors are going to open up, how many windows of opportunity are going to knock. You know, there's going to be so many different things that you're like, wow, how is this like aligning for me? Like one of my favorite books is The Alchemist. And he says, once you want something, the whole universe conspires to bring it to you. And it really does because you're starting to allow yourself the possibility that this can happen for you. Yes. I always tell my kids, I was like, give God something to work with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It's like you you want him to come down and say, hey, look here, here you go. But Mm -hmm. if you actually align yourself up with what you're saying that you're wanting and you're actually making the effort to say, well, well, how do I do it? How can I incorporate this in my life? Or how can I get from not knowing to knowing? When you start doing Mm. that, you open up yourself and you open the door because now he's got something to work with. And now your gifts are going to make room for you because you're acting, you're taking the action step and actually doing something to make something great happen. You know, the saying about um, uh, the size of insanity is like always doing the same thing and and expecting a different outcome. Well, you're not going to get a different outcome if you don't actually take the step to say, okay, well, I've done it this way and it didn't work. So now Mm -hmm. let me do it this way. Because sometimes you just need to step back, step back from from everything that you're doing because you're frustrating yourself or you're overwhelming your mind and your senses about how you're doing things. But sometimes we have to step back and, you know, take a breath, close our eyes, readjust, reset ourselves and then do it again. But this time, Mm -hmm. do it differently. Don't do it the same way. Don't take the same approach. Do a different approach. And a lot of times that's all you needed was just that that step to go right instead of left. And all of a sudden things started lining up and you're like, oh, my gosh, I wasn't expecting all of this. And wow. (laughs) Right. And it's also very important to have like a coach or a mentor, you know, like Francis to be able to like illuminate that path for you. Sometimes it's hard when you're trying to do it by yourself. You know, some people are like, well, I can't afford a coach. Like, you know, yeah, you can. Like, <laughs> like if you're going to spend money on a brand new pair of sneakers or if you're going to go buy Starbucks, like make an investment in yourself and get yourself a coach that resonates with you so they can illuminate that path and get you to start thinking outside of the box, right? So as we wrap up this episode, Francis, what would be your nugget of wisdom that you would leave the ladies with today? I would say... Never compare yourself to anyone else. If you're on a journey of change or transformation, look at your journey and your transformational steps. If you're looking at anybody else's, use them as something that you can help yourself with, but not compare yourself with. That's that's one of the things that a lot of women, I know I've done it before, that 
you look at other people's lives and you look at what they're doing and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not there. But don't look at their walk because your walk is your walk. Their walk is their walk. What you face in life is not the same hurdles or obstacles that they face in life. So when you look at your own path, you'll stumble less and succeed more. Mm. Yeah, I love that. How can my audience find you? I'm on Instagram. You can find me under Fran underscore life coach. I'm also on LinkedIn under Francis Sims. I'm on YouTube under Francis at Premier Legacy. So you can find me in any of those places or you could go to my website, premierlegacy.com. And you can find her book, 21 Steps to Walk in Purpose on Amazon? Yes. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you love this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. You can find me on the internet at fearlessfemale.com, on Facebook, The Fearless Female Movement, on Instagram, at Fearless Female Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And ladies... Remember, we have the power to rise and face everything. Until next week, goodbye.